Thank you to Mark and Mary as well as Jeff for blessing us this morning. It is so good to hear your voices and to hear Jeff you on the piano this morning. I'm so excited to be here with you this morning to share the word with you. I'm here today to share the word as well as next Sunday. And uh, I'm going to share a familiar passage with all of us this morning. It's from the book of Acts, where we encounter the Apostle Paul, formerly known as Saul. And it was before his conversion uh, when he would persecute the Christians. And uh, he was greatly feared. Our passage uh, picks up when he is en route to Damascus, and he is in search of Christians to take them prisoner and bring them back to Jerusalem. Uh, He had the path set out before him, right? He knew where he was going. He knew how to get there, but it was radically changed, radically changed. And I pray as I share this word this morning with all of you that God would stir in your hearts And uh, also, too, that you would enjoy some laughter, right? I I think sometimes we have forgotten how to laugh in this craziness that we're all experiencing. So uh, I pray that the Lord convicts you, that he stirs in your hearts, but also uh, that this is a responsive time as much as it can be. Uh, Because when when I say an amen, I know I'm going to be able to hear you, and I'm going to be able to hear you laugh and also see your faces as God speaks to you this morning. So I just want to invite you to engage with the Lord this morning as I share his word. So I am in Acts chapter 9, and I am starting in verse 3, and I will be reading through verse 19. Hear these words, and may God add his blessing to the reading and the hearing of this word. As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him, and he fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul said. I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting, he replied. Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. The men traveling with Saul stood there speechless. They heard the sound, but did not see anyone. Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand into Damascus. For three days he was blind, and he did not eat or drink anything. In Damascus, there was a disciple named Ananias, and the Lord called to him in a vision. Ananias, yes, Lord, he answered. The Lord told him, go to the house of Judas on Straight Street and ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul, for he is praying. In a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias come and place his hands on him and restore his sight. Lord, Ananias answered, I have heard many reports about this man and all the harm he has done to your holy people in Jerusalem. And he has come here with authority from the chief priest to arrest all who call upon your name. But the Lord said to Ananias, go, this man is my chosen instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings and to the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. And then Ananias went to the house and entered it, placing his hands on Saul. And he said, Brother Saul, the Lord who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here, he sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he could see again and he got up and was baptized. And after taking some food, he regained his strength. Lord, we thank you for your word this morning, and I pray, Lord, uh, for those of us that hear this word this morning, Lord, that you would speak to us. 
I would imagine that morning that uh, Paul, he, he woke up. Actually, he was Saul back then, right, when he woke up. Uh, that morning, and he got his shower, and he brushed his teeth, and he strapped on his sandals and grabbed his uh, bag, and he headed out the door. And again, he knew where he was going, and he knew the path of how to get there. And then in a blink of an eye, right, in a blink of an eye, in a blinding of an eye, everything changed. His plans radically changed, and they began to unravel. And he was blindsided, literally, literally. Some of us feel like we have been blindsided as well. And our vision has changed. If we would have been told January 1, 2020, that we would experience a quarantine this year, that we wouldn't be able to go to church, get our hair cut, oh my word, what a nightmare that was, uh, that March Madness would be canceled, such a bummer, and that baseball would start at the end of July, right, and there would be no fans in the stands, and that we would have to be socially distanced from each other, six feet apart. We have a whole new uh, mental uh, uh, thought when we hear six feet apart. Uh, and then uh, that we would have to wear a mask, that, that it would be the fashion accessory would be a mask. I mean, who would have guessed? And I don't know about you, but I have found myself uh, lately when I'm out and about, because these masks, some of them are so darn cute. And I'll say to somebody, oh, my gosh, I just love your mask. And then I think to myself, what a strange comment that is, right? Like, what kind of time are we in that, that we're wearing masks and, and commenting because some of them are so darn cute. And then lipstick. Ladies, I'm speaking to you. This is the only day of the week that I put on lipstick because what's the point? It's all over my mask and nobody sees it. So uh, again, we would have never guessed that this is where, uh, where we would be headed and where we are. So as we embarked on a new year and a new decade, like these glasses, they match my, my jacket here this morning. So again, we're going to have some humor here. I hope you're laughing. So as we embarked uh, on a new uh, year and a new decade here at Faith Community, we had great anticipation of how God was going to move in 2020. And some of our staff leaders, we gathered uh, to pray and discern the vision for Faith Community. And we had on rose-colored glasses, so to speak. Not really, but, you know, you get the point. And, and so we, we were, had uh, these rose-colored glasses, and we're really just anticipating all the ways that God was going to move in 2020. And, and I don't know if you remember, but this is a leap year. And, and so one of the things that, that we had jotted down in the notes that I just really uh, recently came across was that this was going to be a uh, year of faith, a leap of faith. And boy, has it ever been a leap of faith this year. Boy, has it been a leap of faith. And then we also said that 2020 was going to be a year of clarity, 2020 vision, right? And some may say it's been a year of confusion, year of confusion. So March is uh, one of those months that it can always go either way. And many of us are familiar with the saying that it is in like uh, a lion, out like a lamb. And boy, that has a whole new meaning when we think of March. And so I've got these bug-eyed glasses. Some of you may have seen this that I posted on Facebook uh, that uh, March rolled in, and we had these big googly eyes. Look how they like to shake. Uh, and we're like, what the heck is going on? We were just we're completely shocked by what was happening. And um, again, we were bug-eyed, asking ourselves, what is going on? What is quarantine? What is coronavirus? We thought that this was going to stay in China, not come to America. And we're bug-eyed, trying to figure out uh, what the heck is going on and how to navigate uh, this season. And then May and June arrived, right? 
we got these blurry glasses, got these blurry glasses. A and things uh, began to change in May and June. And we got set free to some extent, and, uh, but then chaos is ensuing, ensuing uh, in our country where there is rioting and there's unrest. And we're not quite sure where to go or what to do. And, and things are blurry and we're confused. And uh, it was just, you know, challenging in those months. And it's still challenging. Tensions are high. And we are experiencing division, not unity. And this is just what um, the evil one wants, right, is to, to separate us. I was having a conversation with somebody uh, the other day and just talking about what a challenging time we're in and, you know, what some of the hard positions are right now, some jobs. You know, some people have lost jobs. Some uh, uh, positions uh, they have increased with responsibility, with, with everything that's changing. And, and I was thinking about it, and I thought, you know what the hardest job is? The person who has the hardest job in the season is law enforcement and first responders. And I just want to take this moment to say thank you for the way that you serve and protect us. Know that we see you and we love you and we are praying for you that this is not an easy time. So I have been immersed in scripture uh, really very heavily since uh, February, not even knowing that this was going to happen. I have been reading a lot of books, listening to particular podcasts, and watching just enough of the news to know what's going on. That's about all I can handle. Just let me know the big stuff that's going on. That's about all that I can handle. And, um, you know, there's a lot of conspiracy theories out there, and, you know, I, I know they're out there, but I, I don't really give too much attention to all of that, but I will tell you that there is evil in the world. There is evil in the world, and uh, I strongly believe um, that we are in the midst of spiritual warfare. And, and uh, I'm on social media, as you know, and we're on social media right now for those of you that are watching through Facebook, and I see a critical spirit through social media as well. And friends, I just want to invite you to be the light in a dark season, that as followers of Jesus Christ, that God uses you and he uses me to shine the light of Jesus in the darkness and to share the good news. We are his chosen instruments all the time, but especially in this season, we are his chosen instruments. So, so I want to come back to our scripture. Uh, Saul, right, uh, that was his name, formerly known as Saul, like formerly known as Prince, right? That's what I think of. Formerly known as Saul, now um, he is Paul. And he was an instrument of Satan. He really was. Until God got his attention and a radical transformation happened in his life. You uh, have heard me say <clears throat> that I don't believe that God created Rona. That's what I call the coronavirus, Rona. I don't believe that uh, he created it, um, that, that he would infect uh, thousands upon thousands of people and some of them uh, would even die from it. I believe that we have a loving God and he created us and loves us so much he loves us so much that he has sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for our sins and offer us eternal life. However, we see throughout the pages of scripture that God allows things to happen. He allows things to happen. And we'll use them uh, for his good, right? For us to draw close to him as we draw, as he draws close to us. And again, I had mentioned this earlier, we, I believe that we are in the midst of spiritual warfare. The enemy comes to pit us against one another. Make no mistake, he comes to pit us against one another, uh, to make us doubt, even distract us from our faith. You see, you may not be in agreement 
with some of the decisions that we're making here at church. I understand that we rolled out this news on Friday, and it may be a shock to some of you that it's not exactly what you anticipated. Um, but trust me, it is not, ne- not easy to make any type of decision uh, in this season that we are in. So whether you are uh, someone who's in education and in the school system, if you have your own business, uh, whatever your, your occupation may be, or even a church, there's no easy decision right now. So friends, I want to encourage you, don't let anything distract you from your faith. So whether you agree with what's going on or not, don't let anything distract you from your faith. Paul became physically blind, but friends, he was spiritually blind before he was physically blinded. And that was the real issue of being spiritually blinded. Ananias, he was blind as well, not physically, but spiritually, doubting doubting that God could transform Paul. He even told God, you know, you don't know about this guy. He's bad news. He's bad news. And and I don't believe that that, that anything uh, good can come from him, right? Um, But God called him to restore Paul's sight physically, to give him this spiritual vision, and God worked through him, and God empowered Ananias' hands. So how is your vision in this season? How is your spiritual vision in this season? Are you like Saul, maybe spiritually blinded? Maybe you can see cracks of of light and have cracks of hope. Or maybe like Ananias, questioning that God can redeem even the most fractured and evil people. How is God calling you? And, And how does he want to use your hands to build up his kingdom? We are in a season, friends, of redemption and restoration. Can you see it? In a season of redemption and restoration. I'd believe it. We learn what it means to have faith and to trust God in the stories of Saul and Ananias, stories of radical transformation and new paths when life seems to be unraveling. And for some of us, it's unraveling. You see, radical transformation often happens when our paths unravel. So stay encouraged. Radical transformation often happens when our paths unravel. Some of you may be familiar with this psalm. It's Psalm, psalm 119, 105. It says, your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. I follow and, and read a lot of uh, Chris Valentin. He is a pastor uh, out at Bethel Church in California. And he sees this passage as two different seasons. Uh, God is a lamp to my feet. He's a lamp to my feet. It shows who we are with, who we are with. And he is the guide for our path. The lamp reveals who our guide is, and we need to trust God for today. Somebody needs to hear that today. We just need to trust God for today because we don't know what tomorrow's going to bring, literally. I mean, the season that we're in, we've got to trust in ways that we never thought we could trust before. So we we need to trust God for today. And this this, uh, lamp for my feet, we can see that God is right here with us, whatever it is that we're going through. And then there's our path, a light for our path. And friends, our path is still being revealed. Amen? Our path is still being revealed. But praise God, uh, we know that the Lord is with us. We know who is with us. And wherever the path leads and how many times it changes, amen, right? The path is constantly changing, but we know that God is always with us. I have never been so in tune to the colors of orange, red, and purple before with our new Ohio uh, COVID code, color-coded uh, system. They, those colors, right, that this, this uh, new chart that he's come out with, this is our worldly path, right, and it helps us to direct where we're going worldly, but it is not our spiritual path. 
It is not our spiritual path. So how has your path changed? How has your path changed? Maybe your job, maybe your retirement plans, health. Uh, I know that uh, several of you have experienced COVID or have loved ones who have experienced COVID. Some of you are in the midst of a cancer diagnosis, undergoing treatment, uh, other illnesses. Life doesn't stop. Uh, our health has been impacted. It didn't, uh, didn't stop with health issues. Uh, maybe your path has changed, depending if you are in the school district. And I see how uh, many school districts are in a quandary as well as what to do and how to start. Sports, sports have radically changed. Maybe it's your 401k, and we know that our church life has changed as well. You see, we've got to learn to trust God when the path is unclear and take comfort in knowing who is with us. I'm going to say that again because I think it's worthy to be repeated. Learn to trust God when the path is unclear and take comfort in knowing who is with us. Friends, we have good news. Good news. And that good news is Jesus Christ. You see, we're in a battle right now. We're in a battle, make no mistake, physically and spiritually. But you see, the war has already been won. The war has already been won. Jesus defeated death and was victorious over the cross. You see, we don't fight for victory. We, we, we stand in victory with Jesus as followers of Christ. We stand in his victory, and, and we are victorious. I love this passage from Exodus 14, 14. Thank you, Joan, for sharing it the other day. The Lord will fight for you. You only need to be still. What a great reminder. So just as Saul got uh, God got Saul's attention. How is he getting your attention? I shared a variety of, of funny lenses with you, and I hope they brought some humor uh, to you this morning with these funny glasses. But I would encourage you uh, to pick up this one. It's a magnifying glass, as you can see, from when you do this as a kid, uh, to pick up a magnifying glass, right? And what it does is it brings the confusion into clarity. And it brightens each and every word of Scripture. And it makes it crisp and clear as God speaks to us. And it allows us to pray and to meditate on his word. His word, right, it is transforming and it's a renewing of our mind. What are you reading? What are you watching? You need to be immersed in the word because it's going to help to transform your thoughts. I love this passage in Romans 12, too where Paul uh, tells us, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds so that you may discern what the will of God is, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Friends, it's important when we have these times where we've got these different glasses where we're bug-eyed wondering what the heck's going on, or maybe things are blurry and this country is in total unrest, that we would pick up this magnifying glass and be in the word of God as he makes things crystal clear to us. I want to invite you to, uh, to share this service today in your networks to be a witness of good news and be an encouragement to others. Again, we've got the opportunity to harness social media for the good and to share the good news of Jesus Christ. Trust me, it's better than anything we're going to watch on the news. I want to invite you into a time of prayer. Won't you uh, join me? And, and, and I want to uh, lead us through a couple exercises. One is uh, we're going to use our hands. And so we're going to put our hands over our eyes. And then we're going to open up our hands uh, at a certain time during the prayer. So just stay with me. And I'm going to guide us as we enter into the presence of the Lord in this moment. So won't you join me in a time of prayer? Heavenly Father, we thank you for this morning.
We thank you for technology, for this ability uh, for us to be together, even though we are apart. And so, Father, I pray, Lord, that you would just um, fill these homes wherever anyone is watching in this moment, Lord, with your Holy Spirit. Lord, come, Holy Spirit. Touch our minds, our thoughts. Fill us in this moment. Just as Ananias laid his hands over Paul's eyes, I invite you to do the same thing in this moment as we enter into this time of prayer as we meet the Lord. So I want to invite you just to put your hands over your eyes and join me in a time of prayer. God, we glorify you. We worship you, we praise you, and we seek you this day. We invite the presence of your Holy Spirit in this moment, wherever it is that we are watching. God, I pray that you would touch us with your mercy and grace through our hands. Father God, I pray for clarity to see you. Discernment when the enemy comes against us, often sneaking into our minds and messing with our thoughts. I pray for spiritual transformation. Give us new eyes, new purpose. Be reminded as followers of Jesus that like Paul, we are his chosen instrument. That we would be instruments of hope, of encouragement, to be a positive voice in a negative world. I pray that we would be reminded that when we get frustrated, when our paths change in a moment's notice, in the midst of this craziness, that we would be comforted knowing that you are right beside us. So I invite you to take your hands off of your eyes in this moment, if you could just hold them open to receive this morning. Father, we come before you now with open hands to pray the prayer that you taught your disciples. Won't you join me? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen and amen.